Hey kids, welcome back to another installment of Grit and Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the power of women's wrestling. My name is Harley Vasquez. My name is Empire. This week, it's the final week of September, the final week of back to school month here at Grit and Glitter. All month, we've been making a concerted effort to make some new friends, to go find that kid sitting alone all lunch in the hallway in front of their locker with their headphones on by themselves, listening to Matchbox 20. Just kidding, that's me. I, I was I was the kid sitting alone in my locker, my headphones on. But now I have friends, and we're trying to make some more. This week on the show, we're joined by an old friend, somebody that I podcasted with before I even met M. Fear. His name is Kelly Wells. You know, I was I was all ready to say it's so great to be here, but then you mentioned Matchbox Twenty, and. Um, and now I have my doubts. Uh, I'm Kelly Wells. You can find me on the torch. Uh, I cover NXT there. NXT, PWT talks to NXT. It's about, uh, it's about modern NXT and then NXT eight years back. So in talking about what we're going to do today, um, I've, I'm pretty entrenched in it. I'm, uh, I got some, uh, oh, I don't want to ruin all my content here, but it's super cool to be here, Harley. Uh, love podcasting with you. Miss it a lot. And I uh, can't wait to do this thing. Uh, Kelly, are you feeling pushed around by by Harley's Matchbox 20 reference? You know what? Let's just not. Let's not with the Matchbox 20. <laughs> I I think I'm too old for Matchbox 20. That might be the case. All right. Also joining us this week is our new friend, because it is New Friend Month here at Grin and Glitter. Her name is Shay Sawyer. Hello. I just have one thing to say after that. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I know. Listen, I love Matchbox 20, okay? <laughs> hey, there we were off to, to the Barbie movie. We were on such a good footing. <laughs> it's off the rails already. <laughs> it's done. I won't be drafting Shay uh, in the show today. Kelly, I mean, we're, we're recording, you know, I know it's a little late. It's, you know, it's 3 a.m. And so I'm just guessing that you're lonely. Oh, is dear God, Em. You know, your name is Emily Fear. You should be into punk. And you're out here doing Matchbox. <laughs> I'm, am I going to have to work heel against all of you? I can do that. I'm just wondering if I need to do that. Shay, it's your very first time on Grid and Glitter. Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Where, what's your NXT background, especially? Uh, well, NXT, I've been watching, I'd say, right around the time when uh, Finn Balor joined. That's when I started NXT, and then I kind of went back and watched some stuff. But that's when it started for me. I am such an NXT girly. Like, I have gone so hard for them. Whenever they've had, like, times people say, oh, my God, NXT is dead because of this and that, I said, no. I'm still here. I'm never leaving. And and I never will. I'm obsessed. I just think that there's something special about NXT. No matter what era they're in, it's a different aura. It's literally my favorite wrestling show to watch weekly. Like, I think that's the only show that I religiously watch weekly. And then you have someone like M. Fear, who has never watched NXT full-time. But you watched an episode recently, and you really liked it, didn't you? Yes. Glitterati member Don Halliwell uh, likes to give me regular updates as to what's happening on NXT that they find particularly compelling, and it's always the most amusing stuff. And so 
they were giving me the lead in into that week's episode, like what what was going to happen, what was on my card. And I couldn't resist. I wasn't doing anything else. I was just chilling. So I was like, okay, fine, fine. I'm going to put on NXT. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I also catch NXT whenever I do the Mayhem show. They usually have it on before we start recording. And so I ended up seeing some segments that way recently that, like, also I found really compelling. And, yeah, no, I mean, even the goofy stuff right now is hitting well. I'm just kind of into the, like, era of NXT we're in. It's not all great, but it's uniformly entertaining, and I I feel like I'm getting more entertainment out of an average episode of NXT anymore than I am, like, honestly, out of, like, AEW Dynamite, which I was watching on the regular. It doesn't hurt that the women's, like, the women are just getting so much more time on that show. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I was a diehard from day one. It aired from day one here in Canada, even when it wasn't airing in the States yet. And so I was watching, loving it, fell off a couple of years ago, and I haven't watched regularly in a while. But, Kelly, it's been really thriving in terms of the women's division, right? Like, they get multiple matches, multiple segments every week. Yes. So th- that's been a big part of the business for quite a while. Uh it's it's strange. So last year, when they kind of recalibrated, kind of made themselves a uh, a real developmental brand again, rather than trying to be a third brand, a third huge brand, uh, as far as WWE goes, they kind of they they went smaller. They brought in a bunch of untrained people, and so many of the women they brought in had no background in wrestling at all. So what we, what you saw was kind of a temporary return to that old wrestling uh, trope of the, the early 2010s or before that, where the women would be on the show, they'd get one and maybe two matches, but they would get, if you broke it down by wrestling minutes, it would be so few. It's so few women, uh, uh, minutes for the women but that wasn't because that's how they wanted to produce a show that's because they were getting so many um new talents and seeing what would happen so now we're getting to the point where a lot of them are far enough along that we can get real minutes from them um and it's it's really been fun to see who sinks who swims uh and everything like that so it's I love women's wrestling. I have for a long time. I wondered for years why it wasn't treated better. I was at one point at a time when women were not getting a lot of uh, minutes. I was asked who my favorite wrestlers were. And I said, uh, Molly Holly and Beth Phoenix. And uh, people are like women. What do you, why are you answering with women? I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my answer. Uh, so I'm, I'm psyched about what happens there. And uh, now that a lot of them are starting to get a little bit older, a little bit better, um, it's just getting more exciting to see them every single week. All right. I think we should get into the meat of this episode, get into our big NXT draft, our game for the week. Uh, I will go over the rules for everybody. I trust that this episode will go as smooth as a Carlos Santana song featuring Rob Thomas. So smooth. (sighs) I mute. I had to mute myself, but I unmuted myself just to register my disgust at you. The premise oh. is this. NXT is launching a new one-hour all-women show. We have each been chosen as possible head bookers for the show. We have access to all the stars, past and present. 
And our goal here today is to determine the seven women who will make up the core roster of your version of NXT. We've got six categories. Or turn order is decided at random, and it has been decided that it will be Kelly, Shay, me, M in snake order. So then round two, M, me, Shay, Kelly. You can select from any one of the categories that you want in any order that you want. So if there's somebody that you really have your eye on, if there's somebody that you are really afraid somebody else might scoop up that you want, grab them early while you can. One pick per category in the interest of variety and breadth. Anybody from NXT UK is eligible in this draft as well. Once a wrestler has been chosen, they're off the board. Nobody else can choose them. <clears throat> Our six categories are Gold Standard. This is former NXT champions. Dynamic Duos, which are pre-existing NXT take teams or duos. The Stars of Today, which is any woman currently wrestling on the NXT roster. Alumni, which is any former NXT woman who is currently on Raw or SmackDown. Surprise Return, which is a former NXT woman who is no longer with WWE. And after this week, we added a couple of names to that list. And the last category is Debut. This is a current free agent in the world of professional wrestling who has never been signed to NXT. For the purposes of this category, we're going to say you can't steal somebody from AEW, you can't break an impact contract or stardom contract, but if they're on the indies, if they're wrestling in another country and they're technically like free agent, go for it, scoop them up, make them part of your brand. When this episode is all said and done, it will be up to our listeners and the people of the internet to determine whose roster, basically whose roster they would much prefer to watch, which show, which show they would tune in for out of the four possible choices. Any questions? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm ready. I mean, I'm as ready as I can be, considering that a lot of these names I don't necessarily know consistently. All right. So M's competing here in a handicap. Kelly, if I recall, the last time he was on the show, it was teaming up with Tom Staub to participate in the newly taped game, our other game show, which they won. So Kelly's really coming in here already with a win under his belt from the last time he was here. Yeah, um, looking to make it two in a row. Uh, Tom and I are kind of a package deal, so not having him here does fill me with dread and sadness. But uh, but I'll do my best without him at my side. I mean, is it like is there a clear like winner? Oh, I guess the Twitter poll will determine the winner. Yeah. But like, I feel like there's so many We're good all winners here. by getting to hang out with our friends. We're all winners. <laughs> no, it's really about the friends we made along the way. Oh, here we and go. The amount of uh, Matchbox 20 lyrics that we can bother Kelly with. God damn this. <laughs> Let's get into the draft because the real world is really hassling Kelly right now. That's a, that's a beaver cut. <laughs> it's the and I and I get it, which is terrible. All right, we chose our order at random. Kelly, kick us off. 
pick your category, make your very first, who's the number one draft pick for the Kelly Wall show? Let's indeed. Um, lots of, uh, oh God, stressful to be first. A lot of things I could do. I could go for the youth movement, bring somebody in who is going to anchor me for years to come, or I could bring in the older hand who understands not only how to work a match, work a crowd, but uh, can be there kind of as a coach. Uh, I think all these things are pretty important, especially as it relates to NXT. The person I'm going to draft is my favorite wrestler. She is my favorite wrestler. Um, I thought about if I got to do this category first, would I grab her first or would I go a different way uh, for reasons of cutting a promo or whatever that is. Uh, But I decided I had to have this person. This person held gold in NXT, has held held gold elsewhere. Um, She is my gold standard pick. Um, She has done just about everything in wrestling. There's one thing she never did in NXT, and that is lose. Asuka is my number one pick. She is my favorite wrestler. I'm kind of in love with her. Um, I have been since the first time I saw her work. Uh, I am right now in NXT eight years back, the podcast. We are talking about her because she just debuted and she just had her debut where Dana Brooke and Emma uh, crashed her party and, uh, and attacked her. And on the podcast last week, I said it's so crazy that all three women in this uh, scene are still in the company. That's a little bit of a whoops, but um, because of the podcast didn't even go live until after they would had been let go. But uh, but Asuka is going to be the centerpiece of my new NXT because uh, you can count on her in so many different ways. She's flamboyant she's funny she's she can be cruel if you need her to be she's very very cool and um and i can't say enough things about how much i love the worker behind the role of oscar so she is my number one and i'm very happy to say so damn it (laughs) and when she wraps up her in-ring career she's gonna be a hell of a hand behind the scenes Oh, yeah. She will be a boon to stardom, WWE. Whoever wants her is going to make great, great use of her. Um, I think she's going to have a long career in the business. It's wrestling. Nobody ever really quits the business. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see whatever her next chapter is. All right. Asuka Kana is off the board. Shay. Who is your number one draft pick? How am I supposed to follow that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I decided to go with Tony Storm. I love her. I think she just has everything that's perfect about her. I, I've been obsessed with her since the first time I ever saw her. Uh, I always get mad at how she was kind of handled in WWE. I feel like it's, it was crazy. It was a, It's outrageous. But I'm going to go with Tony Storm for the gold standard because she is a star and she's someone who could carry and walk a brand. So Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Got, it, her WWE story is so weird because mm-hmm. 
I guess it's not that unusual when you really think about it, when you look at like other versions of this story, but like Tony Storm is one of the most recent examples of like, she had all the momentum going into WWE. They gave her a massive, massive tournament win. And then like, just bit by bit, they got about her. Like just didn't do anything Mm -hmm. with her. And I was kind of curious if that would end up becoming the same story at AEW, but they stuck with it. And now they finally figured out how to make Tony storm, like give her a personality beyond just being a great wrestler. And um, it's working. It's working far better than I would have even imagined. So like, it's just like, they never had a good idea for Tony storm in WWE and they just forgot about her. And it's always been perplexing to me because it's she's someone that on paper should have worked perfectly. 100% agree. It always throws me off. Like even when they had the um, NXT UK uh, crowning women's match when they first had that. And I believe she uh, lost to Rhea Ripley. And I was still fairly new to Rhea at the time. I'm like, what the? F-? Like I'm losing my mind. I'm like, Tony, this was Tony's win. But now when I look at it later on, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rhea. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I get it. Like, I love Rhea Ripley now, but at the time, I was such a big Tony Storm fan. And I still am. I just think she's so great. And now that she's in the whole royal Tony, like, she's just owning this character. I'm obsessed. So, yeah. All right. That brings it to me. This is, yeah, your first pick is always a tough one to decide where to start. There's names on my list that I definitely want. And I'm worried somebody, I'm pretty sure people will take if I don't hurry up and take them. I'm going to take the opposite route, though, because looking at the categories, the category I struggled with the most was the take team category. The The period when I watched NXT, they hadn't introduced the women's take titles yet, so there weren't a lot of teams. And because I haven't watched regular in a couple of years, I'm not familiar with the teams that are around now or that have been around the past couple of years. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you know, a match from Ivy Nile, or uh, I don't really know anything about the metaphor other than what I've read in, like, Kelly's Torch Reports. So I, even though they're technically retired and one of them is hella pregnant right now, I'm going to start with dynamic duos and I'm going to take Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I am confident that, uh, you know... Nobody ever retires in wrestling either. So, you know, we've seen, especially in recent years, people uh, go away, have babies, retire temporarily, return years later, still be great. And honestly, like, I love Billy and Peyton so much. And Billy especially is so charismatic and so dynamic that even if she chooses never to wrestle again, she'd still be a great addition to your tv show you know make her the general manager make her make her an interviewer just have her wandering around and just getting it up in people's business and it's going to be entertaining as hell but if they can wrestle great because i i truly loved them as a tag team and, and wrestling too Peyton was always more of the wrestler like i think she was more seasoned coming in nxt but billy really grew into her role as well i i can't gush enough about the iconics I would have gushed about them if you hadn't. I'm I'm psyched that someone did. Uh, I, I recently watched the Royal Rumble where she was auditioning to be people's partner in the yes. Royal Rumble. Like that didn't that Rumble didn't have to go as hard as it did, but it did. And one of the main the one of the best parts 
of the first half is Billy Kay and Jillian. Jillian. Weird stuff, but uh, but yeah, works because they were both committed to the bit. And uh, and Billy Kay, I miss her every day. All right, um, our final first round draft pick goes to you. What's the category and who is it? Okay, I'm going to get my gold standard out of the way. Just get it out of the way because I want to claim her. Um, I am taking Rhea Ripley. There's a lot of people on this gold standard list that would work amazingly and absolutely perfect. Like I, I, I was, it's hard to pinpoint one aside from Rhea Ripley, who um, just has the edge for me based on maybe just being a slightly newer into this, um, establishing herself in NXT and then establishing herself again as a key player in uh, main roster of WWE. Um, and I can go on of all the reasons why I will build a like promotion around Rhea Ripley, but um, if I like, I don't have to. Like she speaks for herself. There will be other people, other picks that I have that will provide some form of like diversity in style and in uh, performance, and also especially just in presentation. But I just I, I love me a a big, intimidating, uh, strong, scary woman. And uh, I am going to do whatever I can to make her the like the, the keystone of my wrestling promotion of my all women's NXT. Yeah, the list of former NXT women's champions is it's a hit list. It's a hit list. You can't really go. You can't make a bad in the span of really. What's it been? 10, 11 years now, Kelly, that the NXT women's championship has existed. I Yes. Oh, my God. You're right. Like 2012, I think, right? I do eight years back. So, yeah, it's it is like 11 years. Yeah. And looking at them all collected together, like the weakest names on the list are like Indy Hartwell and Raquel Rodriguez. And they're not that's not they're not weak names. It's just they're sitting there next to Soraya and Eosky and Asuka and Charlotte and like Indy, Indy was kind of a thank you for being so long, being here so long. And yes, she's probably the weakest name on the list, but it is, it's one of the most protected titles in all of WWE, which I think is hilarious because, I mean, we've, we've had the WWE championship in history has been protected less than the NXT women's championship. I really believe that. Round two, M. We start with you this time. You get to go again. So, speaking of Ms. Hartwell, um, I'm actually going to go ahead and pick my dynamic duo, and I'm going to pick the way. I'm going to pick Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, and I'm going to do so because I think Indy is a really good hand. I think she has longevity powers for being someone who can you you can easily build stories around her both based on her in-ring abilities but also because she's a really good out-of-ring performer and i just love her big dopey face and i think that she has a wonderfully like expressive form and works really well against candace LeRae. i think candace LeRae is a phenomenal talent i always like what she's able to do i would like to be able to bring out the in the more indie version of candace in this all women's promotion um I think that they, they will uh, work well with uh, with Rhea in the like you know the main event scene and yeah that's my pick for dynamic duo. There are other duos on here that I um, that I was you know debating about, but 
I still thought that Kelly wouldn't forgive me if I picked a couple of them. So uh, I'm going with the way. And I think I think I'm going to get a lot of my shame for my buck there. I really like Indy Hartwell. I really do. I think I, I don't know that she's ever going to be like your, you know, I don't think she's ever I don't I, I don't see her in the same echelon as those other gold standard women that we talked about. But like, I also think that she is phenomenal in her own right. And she does certain aspects of wrestling entertainment in this, in the WWE sense better than a lot of the women who she stands alongside. So yeah, I will, I will come out for Indy Harbaugh. I think she's great. If I can, I'll just add that. I think what's so cool about Indies, there's an innate likability that makes like, <laughs> Somebody who had she had a very, very slow progression to getting better, very slow. And maybe you get tired of that. But if you really like somebody and they really make you want to cheer for them, then uh, then that's OK. And that's what she did for me as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I'm coming from it from an angle of someone who wasn't watching that slow evolution. I just, you know, got to see her intermittently get better and better and better. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing her like in a really like affecting storyline and like delivering really well at emotional performance. Like, yeah, I'm down with it. And, I, and that's kind of the nice thing about just dabbling with NXT in the way that I have is that I, I didn't have to be patient, but I'm glad that the patience was rewarded because I think, I think it's justified. I think having had any kind of early investment in indie, like that's paid off. Yes. Okay. My second pick, I've got a take team. I need, a strong singles competitor. I need somebody that I can possibly build my brand around who will bring in viewers and names. And I don't think I even need to say anymore. The category is, is alumni. This is, again, people who are currently on Raw or SmackDown. And the name is Bianca Belair. Yeah, hard to, hard to argue. Like some of these, like you don't even really need to make an argument for. Like, I know. I feel. I feel this. Why did you yeah, not make like, an argument? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, uh, duh. Like, such why a would pick. you ever pick? <laughs> why would you ever pick Bianca Belair? She's just one of the best women's wrestlers currently working. No, it's it's yeah. There's no there's there's like really no need to justify like any of these like gold standard picks. Bianca is an interesting one though, M, because she never held the NXT Women's Title. She's one of these people who was like a top player on the brand and was she was treated as a big deal on the brand, not to the extent that she is now on Raw, SmackDown. I don't I don't follow. But she, yeah, she she's one of these cases like Becky Lynch, who just went through NXT out the other side, never held the gold at the time, which is so funny now in retrospect. Yeah, that is that's actually shocking to realize. There was a lot of people who were victims of timing. Uh, a lot of people were victims of Asuka's championship and could never be champion. Uh, it would make perfect sense if Peyton Royce had been the champion of NXT, but she was there at the wrong time. They wanted Asuka to be a buzzsaw. Um, but yes, Bianca, I was I was all in on Bianca. She's probably in my top five favorite wrestlers of uh, of all genders and um, and of the current day. So very, very excited about her. I maybe, maybe shed a tear when she won the Royal Rumble. Um, so oh, very excited about that. I saw her live. Uh, it was against Chelsea Green, which whatever would have 
whatever she won. So it's good. Um, but yeah, Bianca, I, I was able to through the torch, I was able to get some pretty good seats and, um, and afterwards got to hang out with some producers that I can't name, but we talked about some of the wrestlers there and we talked about uh, internally, who do you think, who do people say are the, the best talents in NXT and the, the most, the ones that have the most potential. And I think that Wade Keller and I both thought that they were going to talk about the next men's champions. And the two people they mentioned were Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. And Bianca was really green at the time. Um, she never looked at that green, <laughs> but, uh, but she had just gotten there and we were just so heartened by the fact that they named two women's wrestlers. And, uh, and I was super psyched that they all internally thought Bianca was a big deal because, uh, because I love her. Okay. Okay. I am going to go with my, hold on, let me look. I want to make sure I get the right category. The stars of today. I'm going with that list. Um, I have decided to go with this girl because while right now she's on the re-upload, you know, the restart, um, it's clear. Everyone knows it's inevitable. Her rise to the top will happen. It's been a bit of a slow burn. I think they've really been holding it off because they know once she gets to that point, it's over. Cora Jade. I'm picking Cora Jade. I love her. I think she's fantastic. There's so many things about her that just like stand out to me that just be like, ooh, you got it. It. What is it? I don't know, but it is it. It's itting very hard. And yeah, I, I'm all in on Cora Jade for uh, the stars of today. She came in as like a skater girl, right? And now she's like the heelish, like bad seed. Essentially, yeah. Like she came in kind of like the goth skateboarder girl and she kind of moved into like being the the mean girl of NXT. Um, and she's she just has like a presence about her. She don't need to be in a match. Like you can tell the people that don't need to be in like uh, programs that involve a title. They could just be in any type of program because they can carry regardless and people will be interested. And Cora is definitely one of those people. Yeah, Cora's got a very like... She has like cited AJ Lee as a as an inspiration point, and you can kind of see that in a lot of her performance aspects, especially now that she's in NXT. I didn't see it so much when she was still Elena Black on the Indies, but that AJ Lee inspiration, alongside of like some of the people she was trained by, like like cheerleader Melissa, like it it comes out in her wrestling and comes out in her perform like performance style. I think it really works for her, and I I'm interested to see where she goes, like. If and when she gets moved to the main roster, what happens to her? Because she is someone who can thrive in NXT playing the role that she has there. I worry about a wrestler like her when they move her to the main roster. But I've been proven wrong as many times as I've been proven right. So um, I'm really curious to see what her like the, the next step of her WWE career looks like. But right now, I think she's killing it. I agree with everything you just said, 100%. Yeah, she's just someone like I. I always worry when it's like when, for whatever reason, that jump from NXT to the main roster for certain, especially for certain like of, of the women's roster, when they get pushed to the main roster, it there is a type of wrestler that just gets 
like they just don't know what to do with them on Raw or SmackDown and Cora, mm-hmm. like I worry about that for her. But then again, that has been disproven from time to time. So she is a phenomenal talent. I will say optimistically about her that she is so good at being bad and um and and the just kind of the Grayson Waller Miz sort of uh uh, the heel that she is that even if she's not winning a lot, even if they don't ask her to hold titles, I think she could be a tremendous gatekeeper on the main roster. Uh, I, I think she could have a roster spot for a very long time, be a Baron Corbin, be whatever it is. Um, and I didn't know. It's so weird to talk about that when she came in as a milk toast baby face, but I really like what she has figured out in her role. I don't know if titles are in the future, but I feel like there is a future, and that's uh, sometimes the best thing you could say. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kelly, make your second pick. Okay. Oh, gosh. None of these tag teams are perfect, but it is NXT, so that's the way that things go. Um it's very, very tempting. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it so I can try to snatch one of them up later. I knew that I was going to pick Dakota Kai when we came into this. So so there we are. Thank you, Emily, for not picking Dakota Kai, even though uh, you knew you maybe wanted to. Um, I was so close to taking her and Raquel for... <sighs> I was so Well, I would not be close, so close to taking Raquel in any situation, but uh, but I will take a flyer. On Tegan Knox, um, she has no discernible personality, no discernible gimmick, no character. But um, but I feel like if somebody really took Tegan Knox under her wing, she could be a big deal. I, I just don't understand why the effort's not there. If you're going to keep somebody for so long through injury, then you must see something in her. I don't know why you hold on to somebody on the roster for so long when you have not done so for other people without really, really believing in her. So I think something can be made of Tegan Knox with or without Dakota Kai and Dakota Kai period. I just think is a tremendous worker. Um, very, very versatile on both sides of the aisle can cut a promo on either side of the aisle and is, uh, and it's just so cute and charming when she's a baby face and when she's a heel, she just is so mean and, and can do that. And, uh, and I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see a number of NXT live shows. And one of my favorite things I ever saw was her in her early heel phase, uh, interacting with fans in a very funny way. Uh, this was like shortly before she broke her leg and it was, very harmful to me but uh but yes uh seeing dakota in that role was was pretty cool so i i needed to have dakota on this show um and this is the way i got her and i think that uh that we've got big things in mind for tegan knox and the dakota kai feud that uh that kind of was but could have really really been and there you go now i got my tag team all right, and why don't you kick off round three for us as well? Stupid snake draft. I forgot all about the, uh, the snake draft. 
back to back picks. Oh boy. So the stars of today. Okay. I like a lot. Oh boy. I like a lot of these stars of today. And I would like to make a statement here and take somebody who's lesser known. I got some in mind. Uh, I'd love to really say to really, really bet on somebody, but I'm going to shell out a few more bucks and bet on Tiffany Stratton because when she showed up, uh, we thought, okay, that's weird. They got rid of somebody who was basically doing this character, that being Taya Valkyrie. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, and, and it was a very strange choice to me at the time, but in a pretty small amount of time, I've seen that uh, whatever they saw in Tiffany Stratton was, it was correct that they saw this. So I love what she's doing. I love, it seems like they're about to maybe try her as a baby face. I hope I'm wrong. Um, But on the other hand, she's only in NXT. It's fine. They want to take a look at what they see as uh, with Tiffany as a baby face. That's fine. But, um, but I hope that's not where she lands. She's, I think she's going to anchor the next generation of women's wrestling in WWE. I really, really think she's going to be the next person who, if she's not holding the title, it's, it's still about her. I I, I really think that's where she's going to be. Um, and, and it could be botched, but I don't expect that it will be. And, uh, and I'm happy to add her. Oh God, lucky at this point with how many picks there have been to add her to my roster. I don't think I've ever seen a Tiffany Stratton match, but I've read so much about her. Everything I've read, everything that I've gotten the implication of is that she's the new Trish Stratus. I'll take that. Down to the initials. (laughs) That's a fair comparison. Um, I think she is more gymnastic than Trish. Um, and it's also, I mean, it's, it's hard to compare eras because, you know, it's, it's just she was wrestling in a very different era. Um, yeah. But I'm I, I'm going to say this. I was real skeptical with Tiffany Stratton, like just know it, just like seeing what I saw of her and kind of getting deja vu as far as the gimmick and being a tie of Valkyrie Mark and feeling kind of like she had gotten the short shrift um, at NXT. Uh so I was all ready to like dismiss Tiffany Stratton. And then I saw her, saw her match against Thea Hale, the submission match. And I saw her match against Becky Lynch. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, Kelly, I'm a believer now. Like she, she is pretty phenomenal. She's not yeah, like we... a wrestler that I'm going to gravitate to innately, but it's hard to deny her abilities. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, she's not even my style either uh in in so many ways but uh but she's just somebody who ended up standing out and the trish stratus comparisons are so weird to me even though in retrospect they're they're correct but uh but yeah it's tough to compare 
eras because Trish became a good wrestler at a time where she didn't even need to. If she just wanted to be hot Trish Stratus, that would have been fine. But she decided she wanted to be better than that. Um, and much more is added, asked of uh, Tiffany Stratton. And uh, so as a result, she's she's really shining in the ring before she ever was really asked to be. So, I oh boy, I think the sky's the limit. I really, really am looking forward to what she does. All right, Shay, pick number three. Okay, so for number three, I'm going to go with an alumni. Um, I thought about doing Alexa Bliss, but then I was like, the way I would want her to act would be similar to how she was in NXT, which was like, you know, the bitchy, uh, mean girl, which is too similar to basically what Cora Jade is doing, so I didn't want to clash. Um, so I decided to go with Carmella. Um, I think... That she's someone who's always kind of like, I don't feel like people give her the credit and flowers that she deserves. Um, I don't know why, but I just think she's fantastic. I think anything that they've ever given her, she's made it into gold. She is very good in the ring as well, which is not talked about a lot, honestly. And I just think she's, I think she's really, really great. I think that she adds to anything. Even when she came back recently for the Elimination Chamber, she was literally at the star of that match. Like, it's undeniable. So it would be crazy for me not to put her on. So Carmella. Kelly, any thoughts on Carmella? I'm. (laughs) It's so funny to me that you asked me this. Uh, Are you asking me this because, you know, I used to hate Carmella? Yes, but you've (laughs) talked about her more fondly recently. And I can't stop being fond about her. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I have watched her in retrospect. And have become so much more enamored of what she's doing. And, you know, in retrospect, again, I'm not watching her in the context of her being with Enzo and Cass because she's not. And so now I can just see that, oh, God, what a great gatekeeper she's been. Somebody who, if you need her to visit the main event, she's right there. And she can do it. She can work the match. She can work the series. And um, and you know she's not going to win it. But she's good enough at selling the character that you think maybe she can. Um, Carmella is a big success story for me specifically. Because I thought for years, like, she, she just doesn't have it. But she rose above even the guys. She was thrown in as a sidekick to Enzo and Cass. And she's so much better at them in so many ways at the entire business of pro wrestling. And they have their pluses, both of them. They're, they're perfectly fine wrestlers, but Carmella has got it more put together than either of them. And, um, and I love that she proved me wrong. I love what she brings to a roster and she's a great pick. Exactly. See, you see the vision. You see the vision. I love that. <laughs> I, I do. Well done. Yeah, not the crying to see. All right. You know what? I think I'm going to kick off the surprise return category. This is people who were in NXT once and are currently not with WWE anymore. Because 
Mercedes Martinez, top five all time for me. Maybe top three, honestly. Hey, you. And everywhere she goes, no matter what any of these companies do with her, I'm consistently watching and going, why? What? The Robert Stone brand? You can bring her in and partner her with Aaliyah and Robert Stone and just like have them be enhancement yeah. talent. Like that's the best you can do for her. And But then honestly, like now she's in ROH and AEW and she's not doing much either. She's teaming with Diamante and she's just kind of out there and like making people look good and losing. But she is everything you need. She is the veteran. She knows what she's doing. She can easily play heel. She can play face. She can help people in the ring. She can help people outside the ring. She's somebody that you hire her and put her in the back. And she'll be like the fit Finley for the next generation. She'll just like churn out stars after stars. I'm confident in it. She has everything. She knows how to do everything. And every time I watch AEW now and I see her being misused, I think like she should be in the position right now that Smojo is. You know, he's out there, he's getting on TV, he's getting on pay-per-views, he's getting big matches. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he doesn't, but he's being treated like a legend. He's being treated with respect as like a big-time star, and that's what Mercedes Martinez is. And it blows my mind that Vince didn't see it, and Hunter didn't see it, and Tony Khan doesn't see it, and I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Mercedes, I'll protect you, I promise. Wow. I was totally going to pick her. <laughs> that was a good pick. She was shortlist for me, too. Yeah. That's why I jumped on it, because I was like, mm, you know what? She's, she's, a, she's a hell of a pick. I, I at one point said I would watch Mercedes Martinez cutting in a 90-second promo before a 90-second enhancement match every single week of my life, and I would never get tired of it. Because that's how good I thought she was at it. Um, she's just so fucking cool, dude. She's so cool. Damn it. Well, she was my next pick. All right, I'm recalibrate and finish off the first half of the draft. Um, I am going to also... Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and do surprise return. Because I did have a backup. Um, I had a feeling I might not get to Mercedes in time if I didn't scoop her up right away. Um, so I have a backup, and this is also kind of in the same vein of, like, she was not utilized at all to her best abilities when she, in her time in NXT. And so I would like to bring back, as my surprise return, Deanna Parazzo, who, um, unlike what, you know, I, I don't agree that she hasn't been doing much in, a, in um, ROH Mercedes, but, like, compared to what ha- the transformation that was happened for, that happened for Deanna when she went to Impact, yeah, it's a it's a much different story. Um, so as much as it pains for me, it pains me to take her away from the place that like really has done well by her. I'm gonna give um, Diana Prado a chance to uh, make amends with an NXT affiliation once again and do things right this time. Because so tell me, friends who watched NXT during Diana's brief time on it, what did they do with her exactly? She came out every two months and she put somebody over. She has the worst record of any woman in the history of NXT. It's like 0 and 10 or something off the top of my head. No woman has lost more on NXT than Diana. This is insane to me. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. Like, insane. Because regardless of how you, like, personally feel about Diana Prazzo as far as, like, you know, her, like, her style or whatever, like, whether or not you, like, she is a world-class technical wrestler. Um, she made ROH's women's division mean anything, like, during the era that she was in it, along with a few other women who were there also, who some of them are currently in NXT. Um, so, yeah, the fact that they could botch that so spectacularly, and then she could go to Impact, and they could immediately see what was there, the star power there. Uh, phenomenal um, for them, and great for her, but, but uh, yeah, that's why I'm bringing her back. I wonder if her style, we haven't, I've been re-watching NXT from the beginning alongside Kelly and Tom's podcast, uh, watched it every week and then listened to their show. Gianna hasn't popped up yet on it, so I wonder if she's a victim of timing as well, where like her style was, no, I, yeah, never mind. I was going to say like her style was just ahead of the curve and they weren't looking for that yet, but we're in the era now of, of Asuka and Emma and people like that, and she would easily fit in with them. So I don't I don't know why, I don't know what it was that they just never, if they just didn't find the right gimmick for her, or they thought, like, oh, she's so good at putting other people over that we'll just keep her in that role because she's so valuable for us in that role. Uh, I mean, oh, I, she, I almost hope you'd never ask because uh, Deanna's lack of success wins and losses and uh in push wise in nxt makes no sense to me um i adore her uh to the point where i easily could have drafted her but because of how she's treated in booking i don't even think about her uh mm-hmm. but yeah she's she's a tremendous talent and um and is great for any roster and i hate to say i've thought what is she like behind the scenes? But I, I can come up with nothing else because she's so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know anything about that part of it, and I'm just gonna, gonna just pretend that if there is bad shit there, that it doesn't matter. I think um, a thing that was a disconnect was I don't think she had a full handle on what she wanted her character to be in her time in NXT completely, and I don't think they gave her the time to even figure that out honestly which is a gripe i always have with them um i think when she got to impact and she she truly stepped into who her character was and who she was and it it was just a different it was a different level of like confidence that she had like she said i know my character, i know everything about like and now she's just been thriving but in her first early times when when she was in nxt it i could see that she hadn't fully grasped what she wanted her character to be. I'm always kind of curious how that works out for established wrestlers, not, you know, not like a performance center trained wrestlers for NXT, but like for someone like Deanna who came in having already done time in a, in a, in a fairly major promotion as, you know, a key part of their women's roster, how that works as far as like redeveloping their character for NXT, if they get a lot of say in it, because it doesn't feel like they do but then sometimes they get to come in kind of fully formed as to like who they were prior to their arrival so like it's it's just difficult to say so i'm kind of curious like was it the writer's fault that she didn't have a better character was it on her like was it a combination of things and it's just impossible to really know 
I feel like it was a combination, honestly, not even, or more so like they just didn't give her that time to like, like, you know how they say you can't really, you know, find something out about a wrestler or anything if you don't book them. If you don't book them, if you don't give them the time, you know, to fall on their face and figure out, you know, you're never going to give them that chance to figure it out or let the fans figure out what they like from them. Because, you know, sometimes wrestlers, they get over because, oh, my God, I love this thing. And then they start sharing it on Twitter and it becomes a thing like you got to give people that time. So I feel like it's on just a combination, honestly. Yeah, I, I think I think you're I think you're right. Especially because we've talked about other people, even just in the conversation we've been having, that like, you know, they they developed as we watched them in NXT. NXT was supposed to be, you know, development for that very reason. And that's why, you know, if you stick with a wrestler like like Indy Hartwell, like if you are watching them grow as a performer and as a wrestler and you are, you know, putting that investment and they are, you know, the company is investing in them in whatever way, it can pay off as much as it can. It can pay off. Substantially, it usually does pay off as long as there's that investment made and that they are booked in any form of consistent manner. 100%. 100%. Em, your turn again. Kick off round four. That is right. Okay. So look at my alumni list. It's shrinking, but it's there. I feel like I know two of your last three picks. Oh my gosh. Who do you think? I really want to know. Are you starting with alumni next? No, I think I'm going to do stars of today. So tell me who you think I'm picking. Okay, well, uh, the only person on the list who has been on this podcast. Ah, yes. Um, actually, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to go with someone else. I'm going to go with someone else who I have another connection with because she is from Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with uh, with Thea Hale. Because I think she is great. And I was just getting really into her stuff on the indies when she got signed by WWE. And so I thought maybe, okay, great. We're never going to see her again or like whatever they're going to do with her is not going to be great. But I really like the bit of story that I've been seeing with her in Chase University. And I also, I guess I have a, in addition to my big muscle intimidating woman type, I have a type for just like, Big dopey faces, and Thea's got my favorite right now. Um, and I think she's a phenomenal talent. I think and she's very young; she's only like 20 years old. So like, she's just the sky's the limit for her. There's a lot of young talent in NXT. There's a lot of young people that we talk to. I mean, I I know who you're talking about, Harley, and I hope that one of you are rightfully pick her up as well. That I hope you pick her up as well, Harley, because it looks like you're the only one who hasn't made a stars of today pick. But I just. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about Thea that I'm like, I'm really excited to see her grow. I'm excited to see what she can, what they can really do with her. I really enjoyed her, her matches with Tiffany Stratton, a, a wrestler who I didn't believe much in. And then I thought their, their chemistry was really good. And I really have enjoyed everything I've watched from Thea in, in ring recently. So yeah, she's my, she's my pick. I'm picking, I'm picking my Pittsburgh girl. I mean, Don got me. Don got me watching NXT because of like telling me what good work Thea was doing, and and they were correct to do so. Thea is wonderful. Um, I uh, oh god, I could have made her my first pick to center my company around her. And if we did this six months from now, maybe that's what I'd do. Uh, because they clearly believe in her. She believes in herself. She 
was committed from day one. If anything, they had to pull her back rather than to push her further towards a character. I have said extremely nice things week after week about uh, about her uh, uh, on my podcast reviews. But uh, I think that the sky's the limit for the hail. Um, she seems like she, it feels like she's a surprise to the people who book this company. But uh, I think she can be one of their top people. Oh, boy. I, I just think they think she will be a gatekeeper. But I think she can be better. So wonderful. Yes. I Yeah. I just I, I adore her and I love what she can do. Like, again, I think I'm I think recently I, I've always been someone who prized in ring talent above all else. But recently I have been really like engaged with storytelling. And I just think that she has the chops for both and she could do a lot. Like, I think that her character, her flexibility and character and her malleability is one of the key reasons why she could have a very long career in WWE and she can get pushes too. I think it's nice to see that they have, they seem to be invested in her and they seem to be pushing her in the way that they are. They're giving her active story and having her stand apart from like the rest of her, like her like kind of stable. And it's really cool. I'm, I'm really excited for her for in that regard. And not just because of the local connection. I'm just really excited that they are believing in someone who like, they don't, they don't always pick that type to push, and it's cool to see them see them do that with her. Yeah, I think her future is as a baby face. So, what they're doing with her right now is seeing if it works, uh, throwing it at the wall, seeing if it sticks. But uh, I hope that she is a baby face in the future because uh, she's so easy to like. Mm-hmm. She is. I just I love her. I love her face. Toby face. I just love it. <laughs> yes. All right. You know what? I'll finish off the stars of today. Let's close out this category. I left it to the bottom half because there's some competition here. I love Lira Valkyria, uh, Valkyria especially, um, again, I don't watch NXT regularly anymore, so I haven't seen much of what she's been doing there, but I really liked what she did in NXT UK. Loved what she did in Pro Wrestling Eve. Stevie Turner, I was a big fan of in Stardom, and so I was excited when I saw that she had arrived in NXT and they were giving her this, like, sort of, like, Twitch streamer, like, type gimmick, although she hasn't been around in a while, has she, Stevie? Injury. I, okay. um, yes, I thought that her debut was one of the best I've ever seen. I was surprised that WWE was, um on the front lines of, uh, of pop culture rather than kind of following it. But, uh, but I thought they were right there. I, Steve Turner is one of the ones I'd pick first, but, uh, but unfortunately she had a massive injury. Yeah. So she's, she was near the top for me. I love her, but it, I would feel bad if I looked at this chart when we're all said and done and Roxanne Perez wasn't on the list because she she is also one of these people who has it all. She's, God, they can maybe do, I don't know. I'm like, maybe she could be heel one day, but she shouldn't. 
she should be the Ricky Steamboat where she's just baby face for the rest of her life. <laughs> and <laughs> she has everything just by, just by coincidence timing with this, um, this past Saturday for our Patreon subscribers, we uploaded our interview that we did with Roxanne Perez and Billy Starks back in the summer of 2020. So three years ago at the time, Roxy had just turned 18. She was wrestling for Booker T's promotion. And even then she was just, was like so thoughtful and intelligent and like quick witted about things and passionate. She talked about how like she'd been a wrestling fan since she was six and she wanted to start training at 11, but her family was like, maybe wait a year or two before you start, you get, you get in the ring. Maybe 11 is a little too young, but she has everything. She has everything to be, you know, barring injuries or something like that, knock on wood, I'm sure she'll be wrestling 20 years from now. I'm sure, like, you know, our kids will be, like, watching her wrestle in the same way people are watching Mercedes Martinez and Trish Stratus wrestle now. She's just, uh, she's the total package. I think about that interview a lot, and not just because, you know, we talked to someone who now is a major player in WWE. Um, I think about that interview a lot because, we talked to two very young women wrestlers who were on the up and coming in the independent scene. And what I walked away from the interview thinking wasn't like, Oh wow. You know, they're so, they're so talented. They're going to, they're, they're so talented. They're so camera ready. They're, they're so obviously going to get signed. Like, yes, I thought that but more than anything. I thought, wow, these fucking kids, they are so smart. <laughs> They are so smart and they know what they want and they're so driven and realistic about like getting there and they're not being held back by, by their own disillusionment or their own like, you know, um, pessimism when it comes to, they just are going for it and they are fortunate to have the support that they have and be in the infrastructure that they are, they are, but more than anything, they are really smart. They're very passionate. And these are two people, um, you know, Roxy and, and Billy, like, these are two people who know what they want and have every ability and every belief in themselves to get it. And seeing Roxanne flourish the way that she has in NXT has been so cool. It's been so cool to see that because even in that one conversation with her, you could tell this is somebody who was ready to do what they needed to do in order to get what they wanted and was li- already living their dream. They just wanted to live the next level of it. And yeah, she was no, I mean, 17 it, it would. and taking nine hour bus rides to shows and like doing her high school homework on the bus there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And being so like, just not even, not even, you know, not even woe is me about it or, oh, this is what I have to do. Like, just being like, this is what I want to do. So this is what I'm doing. Like, how cool is that? It's so cool. Like, so few teenagers, I, I work with teenagers, so, like, so few teenagers that I work with really know what they want in a passionate way that allows them to treat these type of time sacrifices as something that they just they just do. And talking to two young people like her and Billy, who absolutely do embody that as truth, was just so, was wonderful for me. Like, it was wonderful for me because it reminded me of, like, just how how much is possible from a person that age when they do have that type of passion and commitment. Shay, what is your fourth pick? Okay, I'm, I think I'm just going to get the debut out of the way. 
I know you said it can't be anyone that's signed currently. And I don't believe that she is, but I think she's fantastic. So I started watching Women's Wrestling Army um, this past year, and I was introduced to wrestler Queen Aminata. <laughs> I we think love her. she is one of the, yeah, she's fantastic. We've tried getting her on the show so many times. We're like, please talk to us. We love you. <laughs> Bless us, Queen. Like, honestly, like, I'm obsessed. I Like, one of the best wrestlers in the world, I will say, period. Like, I, I, I think she's so fantastic. And I, it's just, I, I would need her. I would need her. That's it. So I'm definitely going to put Queen Aminata um, on my debut list for NXT. She's really polished in the ring already, considering she hasn't worked for any big companies. Her look, like the first time I saw her, especially with the robe and everything else, I was just like stunned. Like, wow, she's gorgeous, but she's like looks so cool and so interesting and yeah she can do everything like i haven't seen her play babyface because she's so comfortable as a heel but she can do serious she can do humor so effortlessly like she's so funny when she like calling every move like a, a juicy move the juicy lock and the juicy hold and uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, she actually did like a, a interview um with uh, Alyssa marino uh, for Women's Wrestling Army, and her natural, like, personality, like, she is so sweet. I could easily see her doing a uh, baby face, just, just, like, from how she was, honestly. I love it. Such a good pick. She just, she has such star power. Like, anywhere she ended up, she would just own, own that place. If they, like, uh, it's actually, it's it's kind of shocking to think that she has already been scouted. Like, she just has phenomenal presence. So tr- I honestly agree 100%. When she had that match with uh, Sky Blue on, I think it was AEW Dark, and, and everyone was raving about it. So I'm like, well, okay, well, somebody signed this woman. She's freaking outrageously good. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's a lot of things about wrestling I don't understand. So I just. <laughs> Kelly, close out round four for us. All right. Um, oh, boy, I've been looking at this a lot. But uh, but I think that I need Shayna Baszler um, for a few reasons. Uh, besides the fact that she was such a big deal there, I met her, and uh, and she seems real easy to work with. Love her. Uh, can't say enough things about Shayna Baszler. I think that uh, her flowers should have come in before now. Um, so, oh gosh, I, I, I don't want to get too maudlin about her, but, uh, but yes, Shayna Baszler has everything it takes to be uh, an anchor of your brand if you need her to be, and, uh, and a secondary, a, a pest to the baby face if you want. So, uh, so Shayna Baszler is my pick in that round for alumni. Honestly, maybe you and M should be like co-bookers of a promotion because there's a lot of overlap between you two. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, my God. I'm so mad right now. I thought for sure Baszler was going to be M's alumni pick. Baszler was my Sorry. alumni pick, and now I'm back to the draw. Yeah, now I'm back to the draw. I board. almost okay. I picked Piper Niven, um, so I could have left her for her. I'm you sorry. to switch? It's, mm. it's okay. Uh, Shayna would fit really well into my vision, but it's it's we will adjust accordingly. Yes, indeed. Run your show for a year, book an invasion angle where, uh, you know, you guys invade each other's promotions. Exactly. 
All right. Yeah. We're going to get some more money and we'll steal all of Kelly's tower. We'd be stupid not to do this. It's it's time. NXT Pittsburgh versus NXT Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going down, Minnesota. All right. Yes. Pittsburgh. uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Definitely a team that exists. You know what? You know what? That, that was really low blow. I know it was. I, you know, I like the pirates, but they don't ever win, which is why I did it. I'm sorry. I but uh, that was very low. Feeling really pushed around. Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, I love you. Is that too much? Round five. We each have two picks left. Kelly at the top of the order again. It's back to you. Oh gosh, this is tough. Um, surprise return. I, ugh. it's a cheat because a week ago she was there. Ulisa Leone. God, how do you screw this up? She, I, I understand that Ulisa Leone has been hurt a few times, but um, but I was going to take her team, Valentina Froys and Ulisa Leone, a couple of times. But couldn't. Um, I I don't understand how you cut bait on her. She's uh, she's got a different look, a different style, um, and uh, and she can be a boon to either the singles or uh, or the tag division. So I, I don't understand why you cut bait on her unless there's something I'm not seeing. Uh, yeah, Ulisa Leone, love her, and uh, and Tom Stout's not here, as we talked about before, and Tom love love loves Ulisa even more than I do, so um, yeah. so you've got double double strength coming here out at Ulisa Leone because uh, because he would have said her too. I I don't understand how you cut bait on her so quick. Because I think there's so much there. It's it's a real bummer. All right, Shay, you got two left. You are looking at your take team or your return. I I'm gonna go with return right now because I'm still like unsure for dynamic duos. But for my return, I would go with Killer Kelly. I love her. I always thought mm-hmm. that they left so much on the table with her. In her time when she was, you know, in NXT uh, UK. But, you know, I feel like there's just so much they could have done with her. I think she's so just like, she's so well-rounded, you know. She obviously has a great look. She's gorgeous. She obviously kills it in the ring. She obviously kills it with speaking. I feel like she has her character on point. I I need her. I, I, yeah, I need her on my team. So I'm going to go with uh, Killer Kelly. <laughs> good pick. Really good pick. I'm so excited because our local, our big local promotion is bringing her in for the main event uh, for their latest show. And I'm just like psyched to see her now. I'm psyched to see her in this current evolution. I'm psyched to see her live for the first time. Yeah. Great pick. And I, Kelly is definitely falls into that category of like kind of head scratching why it doesn't, didn't work out. Also Mm -hmm. for other reasons, obviously, but like, what she's getting to do now and impact is really getting to bring out like the freak side of Kelly. And that's wonderful because it works really well. Yeah, no, she's really, really great. You're, you're blessed. I wish, you know, uh, the, 
re- place I usually go for like local wrestling shows most of the time is House of Glory. They I haven't got to here yet, so one day they they book her, I'll be there. <laughs> About our time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that closes out the surprise return category. So we're getting to the end of this thing. I have my gold standard still and my debut. I feel like debut, you, you know, what are the odds that any of us are going to take each other's debut? There's a lot of, there's a whole world of people out there. So let's go to gold standard. And I'm looking at this list of former champs. As we've said, just banger after banger. Oh my God, I am, I'm really torn. I really, uh, is it cheating if I Google really quickly to check people's agents? <laughs> I'm like, okay, she is 35, and she is she's 31. They're basically the same age. <sighs> you know what? I think I picked her in the last draft we did, Em, but I got to go with Athena. You? I think you did pick her in the last draft. You yeah, did. because she's mm, might be my favorite working right now. Like definitely her her ROH pay per view matches this year are two of my like top five favorite matches of the year for sure. And I that's this is so funny because this afternoon this weekend when I was thinking about this list, I was pretty confident I was going to pick Mercedes Monet in this category. And it's only now here in the moment when I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go with Athena instead. Just I don't know why, just just a gut feeling I think. Um, Athena's been on fire. Lately, I feel like I, I can't explain it. Just I, I love them both, but I'm going to go with Athena, Ember, Ember Moon. I mean, hard to like can't argue hard to like can't argue with that. Really can't argue with it. All right, um, you have uh your your next to finish off your cat your draft. You got two in a row. Yeah. I'm- Still trying to figure out where I'm going with my alumni. I'm going to skip to my debut, and um, I'm going to uh, introduce the, the greater world to the uh, the wonder that is Jordan Blade. Jordan Blade, I'm on record as saying Jordan Blade is one of my favorite wrestlers working. Um, this remains true. Um, I think Jordan Blade is a phenomenal wrestler in both a singles and a tag. Um, if you are not familiar with Kings of the District, they are absolutely one of the best independent tag teams working um, when they are tagging together, which they have been uh, working individual more than together. But uh, they're always just absolutely fantastic when they're together. Uh, but Jordan Blade uh, just has the well, if I don't, I'll put it this way. I, I need Jordan Blade, especially now that I don't get Shayna Baszler. Um, I need someone who can break some arms and legs, and I need someone who can um, I can potentially pit against Deanna Parazzo in some really great technical showcases. I need a bruiser, and I need someone intimidating, and I need someone who has um, just a, has just a right ability to play both heel and face in equal measure um, without compromising anything about their character or their characterization. Um, yeah. Jordan Blade, just all around fantastic player. Uh, really excited for the world to really know that name because uh, you should already know it. And if she has to ragdoll Thea Hale on the way, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, do I want to set up a, a long-standing feud between Jordan Blade and Thea Hale? Or, or do they become a tag team? 
I don't know. Who knows? Crazier things have happened and worked out. In my, in my, in my promotion, all things are possible. Yeah, keep in mind, these seven names that we're choosing here, this isn't the entire roster. You know, this is like the core of the roster. This is where we're starting, and then we bring in some new people. We go to the, you know, we do like they did in the 80s. We just go to the gym and find somebody who looks really buff and say, like, hey, you want to be a wrestler? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. We're, we're just getting started here, but this is my, like, my core team. All right. Who's the last member of your team? Who is your, oh. who's the Raw or SmackDown superstar that you are bringing back to your show a la becky lynch there are some really good there are some really good names on this list on this alumni list i i feel like i could go right with any number of these names not all of them but any number of them um said you know what i need another kind of live wire here i need someone who could have really key face energy and maybe even be a occasional tag partner for Rhea in a cool scenario. I'm going to bring back Shotzi. Yeah, she's great. I, I had her on the list in a couple of categories. I have always liked Shotzi. I've liked her tremendously on the independence. I thought they'd honestly in the time in NXT and I, I, I thought that she actually did a really good name for herself and they did, they even gave her some like flagship, like some shows like, after her own, you know, branding. And I, I love a, I love someone who can work kind of a, a spooky, fun, tank girl gimmick. Um, I, yeah, I dig Shotzi's vibe. I always liked her as a face. Uh, yeah, it brings Shotzi. I just, I think she brings great energy into this and there's so much you can do with her. That's such a good pick. Oh my gosh. I was this close to picking Shotzi. That is such a good pick. I'm sorry, I know. It's, I'm just like, I, there's a lot of good picks on there, but man. Although everyone else has their alumni already picked, so I don't feel, I'm not, I'm not sorry. That's it. That's it for her. What it is about her, she has an aura about her that like mm-hmm. you're drawn to her. Like, I can't even, and, and she did do a lot uh, in NXT. Like, I think her moment when she broke out was when she hosted the New Year's Evil. Uh, mm-hmm. the TV pay-per-view she I was like yes 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 Shotzi I love you and I hope that they start putting a little bit more behind her on Smackdown because again I, I just think she's fantastic oh my god such a good pick she's, she's so yeah she just you're right Ara is such a good word for it she's on screen and you just want like you want more she has great like she is the type of performer that like she could work in any field like she, lots of wrestlers want to segue their wrestling career into other realms. I actually feel like Shotzi could do really well in that regard. Yeah, she 100%. could be hosting one She's of those shows on perfect on Sci-Fi or on TLC where she goes and you know they go and they investigate. I don't know. They go and check out like uh, this guy's like haunted house that he built or this person's like huge punk uh, merchandise collection or something money money like scare tactics or something i could see her hosting scare tactics for sure i would watch a travel show with shotzi i would watch a travel show with her just like (laughs) going to like cool places like driving town to town in her little tank (laughs) my god take travels with shotzi i'm done take my money all right that is m's list complete that knocks the alumni category off the board we're down to her the last three picks of the draft 
My last pick is in the category of debut, and it's overwhelming how many names are out there that would be amazing if given a bigger platform. In this one, I'm just going with my heart. Like I, I'm not thinking about like what's going to win me the draft or what's going to be like you know the sexiest pick for the Twitter voters when they're making their decision. I, you know, I've watched wrestling since I was three. I remember it from since I was about eight or nine. Uh, for the first 25 years of my life, Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler. And, you know, then you hit your late 20s or early 30s and you think, like, I'll, ne- I'll probably never have, a, like, a favorite wrestler again. Like, I'm too old for that and it's too whatever, you know? Like, to have, like, a favorite, like, somebody who, like, I love so much that I'm watching every match they're in and, you know, when they lose, I cry. Like, come on, like, I'm, a, I'm an adult. And then I found Jungle Kiona. And I could podcast for another two hours, another three hours about that window. It was only like a year and a half when I joined Stardom as a viewer and she was on the rise. And the journey I traveled in that time, man, she had me sobbing. She had my heart breaking. Like I was fully in the kayfabe. Like I cared when she lost a match. I was devastated afterwards. And honestly, like her continued like failure to reach the next level, the fact that they would always use her to put over the new champ. Like, at, like it was like four times in a row, somebody would win the title and their first defense on a big stage would be up against Kiona because Kiona would make them look amazing and then she'd lose. And that, that wall that I kept running into and smashing my face on, that's a large part of the reason I don't watch stardom anymore. It's because like they pissed me off so much <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, she's been injured. She's been out for a while. I don't know what she's going to do when she comes back. I'm kind of hoping she shows up in Skabon, this new uh, Joshi American promotion, because I think she'd have a lot of fun there, and her old take partner Konami is there now. But she just, um, even with the language barrier, even just with subtitles, like she makes you believe. Like She'll lose a match, and she'll be in the ring with tears in her eyes, apologizing to the fans for letting them down. And it's just, I, I haven't had that connection with a wrestler in a long, long time. I had a feeling that was going to be your pick. <laughs> I, I kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whew. All right. Before I, before I start crying again, Shay, your final pick of the draft is in the category of dynamic duos. What take team is going to anchor your show? <sighs> this is hard. This is hard. All right. <laughs> I am going to go with Toxic Attraction. Ooh. I, I, I can't, I couldn't not somehow snatch up Gigi Dolan because I feel like she is someone who has something about her. I can't explain it, but I'm drawn to her. Um, JC Jane is someone who has kind of like, I feel like people always kind of counted her out in a sense. Like, you know, you got Mandy, you got Gigi, who's known, um, you know, and JC, who's known, but like not to the same extent as the other two. And they always kind of didn't give her that time. But like on her own, she's shine. Like she can do it all. Like she's just very well rounded. And Gigi just has an aura about her that I cannot explain. Again, like it's the same thing with Shotzi. I can't explain it, but everything about her is just money to me. Uh, so I had to ask you. All right, we are we're running long, so I'm not going to get everybody to share their thoughts on how great uh, Gigi Dolan is or any of that. We're going to buzz through this. Kelly, finish us off. 
your debut, your NXT debut. That's true. Uh, I will say I like Gigi, the end. Um, I'm going to pick Hazuki for my uh, for my debut. She is a wrestler who is primarily in stardom. Um, she's mean, which I like. She's hot, which is great. Um, she's she's cool, which is everything. So uh, Hazuki is going to finish off our draft tonight. I believe she's the last pick. So um, honestly, I was looking through some of the picks that was n- that were never taken. Um, I almost took Bailey first, and apparently I could have taken her last because she has never been picked. But uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that's kind of a foible um, of your draft. I love the way you did this. Good stuff. But uh, but yes, Hazuki, she's mean. She's cool. She'll um, she'll kick your head off, folks. She is your last pick of the draft. When her and Kagetsu both retired in the span of like three months, that was another nail in me like losing interest in stardom. That was a big thing. That, that was so- oh my god. That was well, she came back. Yeah, <laughs> she did, and she's she is so she is so good. She is so fun. She's so fun. She always has been. She's even more fun now with this kind of like chip on her shoulder. She's so good. All right, so listeners, to recap, these are the rosters that we are looking at. We've got Kelly's show, which is just a lot of kicking. Oscar, <laughs> Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox. Tiffany Stratton, Shayna Baszler, Ulyssa Leone, and Hazuki. Oh my God, I didn't realize how much I love kicks, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I kick. did. But oh my God, we've got Shay's show, which is just full of hot mean girls: Tony Storm, Toxic Attraction, Cora Jade, Carmella, Killer Kelly, and Queen Aminata. I am watching I heel. I love a good heel. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got my show. You tell me what it is. I don't know. It's Athena, The Iconics, Roxanne Perez, Bianca Belair, Mercedes Martinez, and Jungle Kiona. And we've got M's show, which is just submission people and, uh, and big dopey baby faces. Big dopey baby faces and submission people and Rhea Ripley just like tearing up asses. Like, I'm just, I'm really into my promotion, guys. Not going to lie. It's a weirdo fest over here. Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, Thea Hale, Shotzi Blackheart, Deanna Perrazzo, and Jordan Blade. We're going to have a hell of a Halloween party, just saying. <laughs> yes. All October. That's our draft. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kelly and Shay, for participating. We'll let Twitter decide which of these four shows you would watch if uh, you know they're running head-to-head and you had to you only had one channel. Which one are you watching live? The others you can TiVo. You tell us. We'll share the results next week on the show. I'm going horse. We've been going so long. We'll be back next week with another episode of Grit and Glitter. Kelly, where can people find you online? Uh, at Spooky Milk. If, uh, if X continues to exist, at SpookyMilk.Games if it doesn't. And, um, yeah, there you go. So, uh Thank you. I, I loved being here. Fun time. And Shay, where can people follow you? You can find me at Shay Sawyer underscore on most platforms. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. You all are so amazing, honestly. 
Oh my gosh, Shay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, honestly.